Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with the Tutor Podcast, injecting uncommon sense into your tutoring, teaching and coaching business. As always, guys, I'm here to help you if you're already in the business and to egg you on if you think you'd like to be in this business and be well paid for helping people. I'm eager to hear from you. To get your stories, your insights, as well as your questions and your problems, just send them to info at neilcamado.com and remember to follow me on Twitter where I am, at Tutor Podcast. Right, let's get cracking with this week's episode. Episode 77, Running on Rails. Now, I've got a fess up here. I'm a bit of a geek. I have a lifelong admiration for trains, especially steam trains. It, it is a geek thing, and I'll probably outgrow it at some point, maybe. There is a certain satisfaction in taking the train. You know, from the choirs of the first-class carriage before departure... The freedom to do whatever you want for the next couple of hours while the train slices through the landscape safely and confident in delivering you, unfrazzled by traffic, to your destination. And when you take the train, of course, you have the chance to get other things done. You're not driving the car, you know. You can get some work done, you can read, you can think, or you can even sleep. And I reckon that your day and mine should be like that, you know. We get on the train at a predetermined time and place. Everything happens automatically until we disembark at our chosen destination at the appropriate time. That's what I call running on rails. Imagine having a day that did that. Every few months then, I'll review my performance in relation to my goals and I'll reflect on how my life was during that period because life is more than work, isn't it? Now, when you're in business for yourself, it's really easy to lose sight of some important things. Usually things that are personally important because all too often the business has to come first especially when you're just getting started or you're struggling to make ends meet so you probably like me will work flat out grab your junk food to eat on the fly you'll skip the gym you put socializing on hold you'll go out early come home late pretty soon your other halves complain that they don't see you enough or you notice that you're missing the kids bedtime stories now chances are that you Either I'm doing just that, or you know someone who has. Now, as a business owner or entrepreneur, controlling the encroachment of work into your other parts of your life is a real danger. So what can you do about it? Well, acknowledging that I'm not an expert in this, and this stuff probably will work for some people, not for all. It's, I'm throwing this out there for you guys to give it a bit of a think about. Because over the years, I've developed a simple method, if you like, to handle it. And it works for me. It's made what I do day to day so much easier and it's actually improved what I do from one day to the next whilst overall lowering my stress levels and the idea is just to get every day running on rails as far as possible so I mentally lay a track if you like that will take me from where I am to where I want to go every single day and just like taking the train once I'm on the track I'll pass through various stations along the way until I reach my chosen terminus and disembark so if I'd like my working day to that train journey I'm getting on at the main terminus in the morning through the usual route 
going to my usual seat at the usual time and the train sets off and that's me getting on with the working day passes through all the usual stations meal times work times appointments teaching slots and schedules until finally the train draws into the station and I'm getting off I'm not at work anymore and then it's home it's a pretty simple idea really I define where and when I'm going to start and you can do the same define where and when you finish too it's up to you just build a plan for your day but not just one day I mean just imagine the chaos if a real railway had to redesign its timetable every single day it would be mental so here's what I do use it if you want to adapt it steal it but do test it for yourself let's face it if it helps a chaotic idiot like me to get organized stay organized and be efficient whilst helping me do a better job with a whole lot less stress what might it do for someone who is well less me if you like less chaotic in the first place so here's where we start i fix in my diary my daily waking time that means i'm going to set my alarm for the same time every day i want my body to get used to having a rhythm to function around yeah for me this is seven o'clock i've tried the self-righteous get up at oh you know oh four hundred hours 4am club if you like the early rising thing that a lot of high profile ceos and entrepreneurs seem to swear by and in their lives it might work but it didn't work for me maybe it's because i choose to teach until 10 p.m and you know after that for a couple of hours i'm still bouncing with energy and totally buzzed from teaching and the point is that whatever time you decide to wake up at it should work for you and what anyone else is doing is completely irrelevant now when the alarm goes off have a morning ritual you can think of this as the warm-up for the day i visualize a four-man bobsleigh team as they are standing at the top of the crest to run rocking the bobsleigh forwards and backwards and then boom off they go they run like billy and one by one leap into place in the bobsleigh and tuck in and hope that the bloody thing doesn't crash that's kind of like my morning routine first thing i want to do in the morning is, is exercise whatever type you enjoy it's going to stimulate blood flow to the brain and it also raises your endorphin hormone levels now these are your feel-good stress lowering hormones you want to have as many of those running around your system as you can another thing that exercise does is spikes your testosterone this is the male sex hormone that's closely correlated with dominance and drive these are good things to have if you're in business and you've got to face up to the daily challenges in addition to exercise a lot of people swear by meditation i tend to meditate while i'm running my martial arts forms my exercises as I'm paying close attention to what I'm doing again these are all closely related with lowering stress the other great thing about exercise incidentally is it improves your ability to learn there is research out there that says that intense exercise prior to learning makes you much more receptive which makes good sense since endorphins are known to produce a sort of softening of the neural connections and make them more able to adapt if you can imagine the connections between all your brain cells as being something like chicken wire then a massive dose of these endorphin chemicals is a bit like 
heating that chicken wire up with a blowtorch and letting it go all melty. So, once I've done the exercise and scrubbed up, showered, then I'll get into character. Yeah, for me, this is a, a bit of a, almost like a dressing up game. In my business life, I have several different identities, if you like. There's the, the guitar teacher, the podcast, the writer, the blogger, and the property entrepreneur with two different property businesses to take care of. So I'll, I'll get into character to perform those roles effectively. I will not slob around the house in a manky onesie looking like a bag of crap. You've got to dress the part. And if I'm if I'm hanging out and looking like a scruffy slob, I perform way below the level that I do when I put on a suit and tie. Even if I'm only just sitting in the office, you know, scruffy slob or sharp dressed man, who's going to get most done? If I'm creased up or clean cut, what kind of impression do I make on other people, and what kind of statement am I making about myself to myself? See, clothing changes your mood. So experiment and test what makes you feel more powerful, more influential, and more positive. Maybe the metaphor that it's a suit of armor would work for you. Pull on the suit of armor that makes you feel most protected and most in a state of power. Now, the other reason I dress the same way every morning is it's like pulling on uniform. It's just one less decision to make. I get less decision fatigue. I've got a little bit of energy that I've just conserved to go and do more important things than decide what colour socks, what trousers, what shirt, what jumper, whatever to wear. Now the next thing I'll do is I'll do my daily journal. And I've touched on this before in a podcast where I'm trying to stress the gratitude mindset. It's a real simple thing. In the morning I write the date down, the day of the week, and then I write four things that I want to be true by the end of the day and I write them up in the present tense first person so it'll usually be something like this by the end of today I will it to be true that thing one thing two thing three thing four and that's it I'll then write a quick list of everything I have to be grateful for and which I want to be certain of receiving more of so Again, this segment will read something like this. Today I am grateful for and am certain of receiving more. And then I start my list. Yeah, by the time I've done this, I'm feeling grateful just to be alive. I'm feeling powerful, energized and motivated. I've dressed myself sharply. I feel good. And now it's time to go to work. I have a set time where I need to be in my business office. This is not my personal office. It's my business office. This is very tough for me because I work at home. There are loads of distractions here, lots of peripheral activities going on. So having that appointment with myself, managing myself as though I were my own employee is very, very important. I actually find myself if I'm late. I have to put an amount of money into a tin and the penalty money goes to a cause I dislike, political party which I find distasteful or some minority interest group who clearly have no grasp on reality. And I get really cross with myself if I have to hand over my money to them. So do whatever it takes. If you work from home, maybe drive around the block in the morning and then park up outside on your own driveway and go to work in your business office. 
I've found that to be very useful in the past. It's a bit odd, but it worked for me. And I'll do whatever works. I don't care if it's odd or unusual or eccentric. Just do whatever the hell works. Now, as soon as I'm in my business office, the first thing I'm going to take care of are my big things. I've heard them called big dogs before, and I kind of like that. These are my priority one jobs. No ifs or buts about it. This stuff has to get done. Now, before anything else, I'm going to take care of this stuff. I work intensely for a predetermined amount of time on those tasks every single day before anything else, before I make any phone calls, open up any emails. I'm working on my big tasks. In addition to the work stuff, I think it's really important to set aside time to learn. As a teacher, you want to be always learning. Keep on learning. If you're not learning, what business are you in teaching? Because the answers are changing every day. So read something every day. If you can't read, or in addition to your normal reading, consider listening to audiobooks and podcasts when you're exercising or working or cooking, whatever. You have pretty much unlimited access to great material. There are documentaries and courses out there you can do for free. And if you learn one thing every single day, over the course of a year, you've learned 365 things that you didn't know before. Does that make you a better teacher? Not everything is going to make you a better teacher. But chances are maybe 10% of what you've learned during the year is directly useful for you as a teacher, makes you more valuable. That's not a bad start, is it? Imagine doing that over 10 years, 20 years, over a lifetime. One thing I do know is that by keeping on learning, you're going to trip over ideas. And one single idea can be worth a fortune. So keep on learning. Keep putting what Anne Lamott refers to as rags in the rag bag of your mind. When you're working, guys, work. Work hard, work intensely and focus on what you've got to get done. Put your phone on silent when you're working on your big tasks. I think I've said enough in previous episodes about mobile phones and the power of distraction to kill everything that you want to achieve. Work when you're working, turn the phone off. It's not rocket science. Next thing, schedule your meal times. Plan what you're gonna have the night before. Prep it if you need to. If it's just taking something out of the freezer, take it out of the freezer. I tend to batch cook once a week, so my freezer is full of fairly delicious homemade vegetarian food, because that's what I eat, and I take out the meals for the appropriate time during the week. Now, something that's worth thinking about is scheduling a nap for yourself during the day. Especially if you're testing or you're using polyphasic sleep patterns, which are supposed to give you more high quality time awake and make you more productive. I've used them in the past, found them very, very effective. Until I'd got my running on rails routine in place, it wasn't practicable to do that every single day because I was teaching when I should have been napping. I then had a tendency to try to fall asleep. So that was something I had to modify and change. Put your naps in at the appropriate time for you if you're gonna use them. Now next, apart from the straight work stuff, you need to know when to stop working. When is it time to go home? <sighs> we entrepreneurs, we business people, we're absolutely daft. We try to do everything in one day. It's crazy. 
finish and go home when you're done not when it's done because there's always going to be more work for you to do the work will consume your entire life given half a chance so for heaven's sake go home when it's time to go home set a time and go home once you've done that create a bit of a buffer zone between work and home this is the clear space and the time between leaving your work environment and engaging with your home life gives you something of a decompression period if you like like a diver coming off from a deep dive it takes time to come up otherwise you'll end up with a bend with a decompression injury and that can be awful it can be joint pain it can be headaches embolism and even death it can kill you so decompress on the way out personally when i'm finished teaching for the night i'm absolutely bursting with energy and i'm generally an insufferable pain in the ass to be around because i'm just gushing and it's late evening so you know often way after 10 o'clock by the time i'm back in the house uh, it's hard on on relationships on your partner if your sleepy girlfriend has to deal with you know hyperactive excitable idiot bouncing around like a demented powerball what i found recently is that going to the gym directly after teaching is a great decompression period for me but experiment with stuff that works for you maybe you go for a, a drive to a quiet place and just sit for five minutes maybe it's a walk around the block maybe it's the commute home if you're working off-site i don't know but I think it's really valuable to have that decompression period to just demark the distinction between work and home make that demarcation line now next up then put your leisure time on your schedule for heaven's sake as I said the monster of work will eat away all of the time and the fabric of your life given half a chance so put your leisure time on there whatever it is something I learned years ago was to put the holidays I wanted in the year on the calendar first although I'm personally not a big fan of holidays it makes good sense because then I can fit the work the family and everything else around the holiday dates that I've already decided I'm going to have once I've got those big things in place I will have a monthly plan if you like to do that and then down to a weekly and a daily routine including I'll have plans for my night or my day off that means I'll book activities and activities in advance so that I don't miss out on opportunities because I'm so focused on work you know the the day or the time for that activity rolls around it's in the diary I'm flagged for it it'll get done I'll go and do the things that are in interesting and rewarding for me I'll make sure that family time on the schedule particularly when my son was very small it was blocked out nothing took that spot because there's nothing more important to me than him so put the time in the diary nothing takes that spot the same with friends to spend time with your friends is great fun put it in your diary and then finally the end of the day what do you do bedtime put your bedtime on your schedule have a regular bedtime and stick to it 
set an alert on your phone to remind you that you're going to be going to bed in an hour or whatever have then your pre-sleep rituals and your routines and these are a few ideas that have worked for me and still work for me so once I've got my set bedtime in mind I'll head for that and I'll know that I'll have so many sleep cycles before I wake up reading around it seems to be that 90 minute sleep cycles are pretty typical in humans and that most of the relaxation part and the restorative stuff happens in the first 20 minutes of your sleep so I'll try to sleep in round 90 minute units so obviously an hour and a half three hours four and a half hours six hours typically for me it's four and a half hours three sleep cycles and I'm pretty good to go for the rest of the day and full of energy and bounce but if it goes to five hours or five and a half hours and I'm waking up at the back end of a cycle or in the middle of a sleep cycle it's horrible I have a lot of trouble getting out of bed it's much easier to exit when the depth of my sleep is very shallow at the end of a sleep cycle right at the very end just before a new one kicks off so I'll generally stick to four and a half hours sleep and I'm good on that four and a half hours sleep doesn't seem a lot but that's how much sleep I need you could say it's how little sleep I need and it's regular and it's scheduled it works for me everybody's different I think I've fallen into this particular pattern as a result of working ridiculous amounts of time in the casino business when it's all night shifts and you wouldn't get a lot of sleep if you were working a very late night with a very late finish and an afternoon shift the following day so you know it's just habits you, you get good at what you have to get good at something I'm very keen on I think everybody should be aware of this is turn all your screens off an hour before bedtime the blue light from your computer screen or your tablet screen stimulates your state of alertness and it makes no sense at all to allow your alertness to be spiked when it's time to sleep so don't be daft turn the telly off turn your screens off turn your device off and allow yourself that gradual relaxation into a sleepable state on the way to bed this is where my journal gets done for the second time in the day it's almost like me shutting the day down I write down three little things I write today I was happy about and then a list of the things that I was really happy about during the day it's amazing how many things you have to be happy about the next item on my list is today I chose to I try to write down the positive things I did rather than the stupid things I did and finally today I learned and this is where I'm forced to reflect on the day and examine what I've learned how I got better at what I do every single day and that's it takes about three or four minutes and the journal's done now as you may already know from listening to the podcast I'm pretty keen on hypnosis and controlling my own mindset and when I recently heard of a study that concluded we continue to think about and process whatever is in our minds as we slip into sleep I decided to create a self-hypnosis audio program for myself designed to reprogram my mind whilst I'm asleep 
It's just played quietly whilst I'm asleep. Talks to me. And allied to that, I have a sleep mantra, which I'll say over and over to myself in my head as I'm just drifting off to sleep. And all it is is this. I am already deeply asleep. And as I sleep, my deep mind, my unconscious mind, will provide me with solutions for XYZ problems when I wake up at 0700 hours, fully refreshed and restored. I'll just repeat that as I'm drifting off to sleep. And the reasons are simple. When I tell myself I'm already deeply asleep, I'm presupposing that state. And it will cause me to sleep more quickly and more deeply because it's me talking to myself and I'm giving myself instructions and I'm very obedient and simultaneously very bossy. So the second part of this, as I sleep, my deep mind, my unconscious mind will provide me with solutions. This is reminding my deep mind to work on solving my problems while I'm asleep. I want answers and I want them delivered to me at 0700 hours when I'm fully refreshed and restored. Again, this is setting an, your own internal alarm clock because you can track time very effectively when you're asleep and it commands recovery from all of the day labors from myself. So that's it. I'm then good to sleep and the next day starts pretty much the same way. There aren't that many surprises for me. It's pretty much like the day before, which if your day's crap is a pretty bleak prospect. But if your day's ticking along nicely, running on rails the way you like it, it's a pretty exciting idea. You get more of the good stuff. What this implies is that consistency matters. But it doesn't just matter for, for me or for you. It matters to the people around you. If you're disrupted, chaotic and out of control, that's going to impact on your relationships with your friends, your family, your students, your customers and most of all with yourself because your relationship with yourself is the single most important relationship you ever have in your life so respect it give yourself a fighting chance by having a daily routine that puts you in a good place doing good things at the right time for you when your energy levels are right for that work I can tell you from personal experience that when my regular day-to-day -day systems are disrupted it's chaos and it was chaos for years before I started to develop and test these ideas for having a weekly program with structures and routines. People generally perform better when there are boundaries, when there are structures around them, because they know what to do and what's expected of them. But when you start working for yourself, you don't really have those structures, those boundaries around you. In fact, there's an old joke about being self-employed. It goes like this. The problem with working for yourself is that your boss is an inconsiderate slave-driving bastard. And I'd like to add to that my own personal opinion, that your best employee is a, a work-shy menace who needs careful supervision. Does that remind you of anyone? Or is it just me? Let me know how it goes, guys. I'd love to hear from you. Send your comments, your questions and your problems to info at and follow me on Twitter, where I am, at Tutor Podcast. Because that wraps it up for the day. So join me, Neil Camado, on the next fun-packed episode of the Tudor Podcast, where I'll be busting myths, filtering the fact from the fiction, 
diving deep into what it takes to start, grow and love your tutoring business and hopefully stay sane and prosperous in the process. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.